Okay, good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Good morning. Good morning. We have a uh, fabulous subject today on Parshas Vayeshev and on Hanukkah. Uh, really, this could even uh, be one of the ideas for the Davar Yafav Itai, but there's an episode in Vayeshev which uh, very much connects with the Yom Tif of Hanukkah. Before we begin, we have very good news, Baruch Hashem. The new book came out. Rameir Balanes, and the Eternal Children of Hashem. So you could just purchase the book to look at the beautiful view at Tveria and the gold stamp letters. So even if you don't open up, it's still uh, enjoyable just to look at. And it's even more enjoyable if you make sure to get the light and the splendor. You could get both of them. Because why just give one of them for Hanukkah when you could give both? Okay, so we're, we're very excited, Baruch Hashem, that this came out. Um, today, we're going to speak about an episode in Vayeshev um, that's really occupies the middle of the Parsha. We know the beginning of the Parsha talks about Yosef and his uh, dealings with his brothers. And then finally, the Yosef is sold by his brothers. And the end of the parsha, Yosef Hatzadik is in uh, languishing in a prison in Mitzrayim. But in the middle of the parsha, we have the story of Yehuda and Tamar. So Yehuda has three sons. Yehuda has Er, Oinon, Shela. Er married Tamar, and Er dies without children. Oinon then marries Tamar, and he also dies without children. <clears throat> so now. Tamar is sort of waiting in Yibam for the third son of Yehuda for Shela, but Shela is too young. So Tamar goes back to her parents' house and she awaits that Shela comes of age. So time passes and she recognizes that uh, she's not going to be able to be Miyabim Shela. And uh, so she she's trying to figure out what to do. So the Pasuk says, And it was and literally three three months have passed. Leimar, it was told to Yehuda saying, Zansa Tamar Kalasacha. Tamar, your daughter-in-law, was Mazana, Vigam Hine Hara Liznunim. And she also has conceived children out of harlotry. Vayomer Yehuda, Yehuda says, take her out, Vasisaref, and she should be burned. He says, as she's being taken out, she sends to her father-in-law saying, to the man that this belongs to, I conceived. She says, recognize please. To who does this signet? Who does this rap? And this mata, this staff. Vayakir Yehuda Yehuda recognized Vayomer and he said, "Sadka, she is righteous. Me many it was from me. Ki al That is why I did not, because I did not give her to my son Shela. V'lo Yosef Oidladata, and he was not. He did not live with her again. That's the basic translation of these psukim. But we're going to take a closer look at this episode, because upon further analysis, we'll see this. Episode is very much connected to Hanukkah. Let's begin with the Sefer Chadre Baten from Maran Gaon Uzenu, the Chida. 
says the Chida, you know, there are a lot of trigger words over here that you see the words and they automatically, they connect you to Hanukkah. For example, HaKerna Lami HaChaysemes. The Chida says, HaChaysemes, the signet, is a reference, is a remez to the Pach that was chasam with the signet of the Kohen Gadol. Hashem gave them the sealed jug of oil. Lami HaChaysemes. Who gave us that uh, that signet? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vahapsilim, of course, reminds us of the psilim, the wicks of Hanukkah. It also, the Chidas, we're going to see, says, it alludes to the garments worn by Yochanan Kaingada and his sons, as mentioned in Megillus Antiochus. Hamata also refers to the word Shevet. Which Shevet was responsible for this? Lami. Lami, of course, it was Shevet Levi. Says the Chida in the Sefer Chadre Baten. Ramazdi benoisei, I was maramez. Hakerna l'mi hachaysemes. That's the miracle of Hanukkah. Shematzu pach chosum. They found a, a signet that was sealed. Mi asa. Who did this? L'mi. Hakerna l'mi hachaysemes. You think it was coincidental that they happened to find a sealed jug? L'mi. Who's responsible for it? Number two, v'hapesilim. Who's responsible? Says the Chida. V'hapesilim shalovshu gevura that they were cloaked in might. Yoichen on Ubanov, like we learned in Megillas Tainus. Who cloaked them with this spiritual valor? Who cloaked them with big deyesha? If not Hakadosh Baruch Hu. V'hamate is the shevet amalchus. Who did this? Only Hakadosh Baruch Hu to show. That it was, it was atoned for them. The shavu banim yididim. In other words, the word lemi lemi is going on the chaysemes. Who gave us that sealed jug? Who gave us the hapsilim, the wicks, the garments of valor, the hamate? Who instilled this courage and shevet shevet levi to fight the yivanim? Lemi. Lemi, and the answer is Lemi Ha'ela. Ha'ela. That means as follows. Let's look back at the Pasuk. She asks him. She says, Lemi Ha'ela. When she asked to who, who's responsible for these miracles, what she was saying is, take the Ela, take all these things that happened. Take the miracle of the sealed Pach Shaman. Take the miracle of the valor of the Kohanim. Take the miracle of their of the wicks that were discovered. And this Ela, put it together with Lemi. You know what happens when you put me together with Ela? When you put me together with Ela, you get Eloi Kim. It's God. You want to know Lemi? You want to know who did this? Says Achida. Ela. Put me together with Ela, you get Eloi Kim. Marvra Avoisai, the Navi tells us, Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. The Vilna Gain tells us that our purpose in this world is to look at the Ela, to look at everything we see around us, to look at the sun, the moon, the stars, 
the sky, the planet, look at the Ela, and then ask ourselves, me, who made it, who created it, who orchestrated it? And when we look at the Ela and we put together the me with the Ela, we get a like him. That's the objective of this world. Su'u maroim eneichem ru'u mi bara Ela. The Avudraham says Shema stands for Su'u maroim eneichem. Lift up your eyes on high. Take in everything around us. Take in all the phenomenon of nature. Moreover, take in the phenomenon of world events. Take in the Ela and ask me who who does this. And you, the conclusion is Elohim. The Ched Ho'egal was when there is a disconnect between the Ela and the Mi. Where the Jewish people said, Ela Elohecha Yisrael. And Aaron's response is, Lemi Zahav. What Aaron was saying is, you know why there was a sin of the golden calf? Because there was a disconnect between the question of me and the observation of Ela. Likewise, Esau had a hard time putting together the me and the Ela. When he saw Yaakov's family, he's puzzled. He says, me, Ela, lach. Who are these to you? What he's saying is, I don't understand. I see the Ela. I see your wealth. I see your family. I see your success. I see the Ela. And I'm bothered by a question, Lemi, where does it come from? But Esau was not able to put two and two together and put together the Ela with the me. So Yaakov says to him, you're having a hard time putting the me together with the Ela. I'll give you a little hand. Elohim, you're having a hard time putting the Ela together with the me. Hayeladim asherchanan Elohim asavdecha. The, uh, these are the the children that the the good Lord has graced me. So, um, I would like to share with you an amazing presentation that was uncovered by the great guy in the Bas Ayin, Rabbi Avram Doiv of Avarich, Rabbi Adam, Avram Doiv Arbach of Avarich, which is a town in the Ukraine was a student of Rav Levi Yitzchak of Ardichev, Rav Nachum of Chernobyl, and Rav Martcha of Chernobyl. He was a dynamic, a fiery orator. He was a Rav in Avrich in 1785 at the age of 20. Then he became a Rav in Zhitomir, where he wrote down his drashas, but he didn't want them to be published until his words breathed in the sacred air of Eretz Yisrael. He comes to Eretz Yisrael in 1830 at the age of 65, and he comes to Tzfas, where he published his Sefer. He called it Bas Ayin, because Eretz Yisrael, Ene Hashem Lekecha, Ba, the eyes of God are upon it. He was the leader of the Hasidim in Tzfas. Rav Shmuel Heller was an Ashkenazic Rav in Tzfas. By the way, Rav Heller was also a physician. He had read many uh, medical texts. He taught himself the principles of medicine and he used his medical knowledge to assist many Yidin. But later in life, he felt that the secular texts were having a negative impact on his kavana. So he decided to stop learning medicine and Rabbi Avram Avrich um, 
implored him. No, he has to continue his holy work, healing Jews. And Rav Heller said, no, he cannot continue uh, performing uh, medical practices because it, it disturbed his kavana. So Rabbi Avram Avrich put his head, his hands on Rav Shmuel Heller's head and he gave him a bracha. He should be able to daven with a clear intention and he was able to. In 1837, January 1st, the city of Tzfas was shaken by a massive earthquake and most of the shuls in the city collapsed. The shul of the Basayin also began to collapse. The Rebbe called upon his Mesfalim, his Hasidim, that anyone who wants to be saved should gather near him, near the Arain. He lay on the floor, he wept, he prayed, and anyone near him was saved. If you go to the Shul of Basayin today, there's a plaque that commemorates this miracle. I had the Zuchus to um, be in that Shul, to speak, say Devei Torah from the Basayin in that Shul. And the Basayin offers the following really remarkable uh, presentation. He says... We find in the writings of the Arizal that the Gemar HaChasimah is Hanukkah. Now, this is a very difficult statement. Because we know we say no Nasana Toikev. Yet the Basayan says in the Kisvei Ari, one is able to do uh, Tshuva until Hanukkah. This is an idea we mentioned last week. It's even marumas in the fact that when Abraham, when Yaakov Avinu was uh, leaving Lavan, it says Vayisa mi Sukkos and he moved on from Sukkos. So we said that's somewhat of a remez that Yaakov Avinu wanted Vayavoy Sukkosa Vayiven loy bayis that Yaakov Avinu was mechavein to move the chasima from, from Sukkot even further to Hanukkah. But be it as it may, you know, we would be very hard-pressed to find an actual makar that one could continue doing tshuva and uproot one's decree even until Hanukkah. I heard many times from my grandfather, on the Pasuk and Tehillim, Tashev Enosh Ad Daka Adam. Tashe Benosh, a person could do tshuva adaka until Dalid Chaf Aleph, the 25th day of Kislev. Daka has a numerical value of the 25th. So that Pasuk is also a remez that you could do tshuva until Hanukkah. However, to find exactly where in the writings of the Ari this idea is found is uh, very di- difficult. And even... Um, you could go through all the writings of the Ari, you'd be very hard-pressed to find the Makar, that Tshuva can still uproot a Gzardin until Hanukkah. But let's utilize that premise, and we're going to see what basis there may be for such an idea. The Vasayan says as follows, When three months have passed, we're going to now read the Psukim, um, Alpidrush uh hermeneutically when three months have passed from Rosh Hashanah until Hanukkah, which is the Iker Chasima. So we know that Hanukkah is approximately three months into the year. Comes the Makatrig. The Makatrig comes before Hakadosh Baruch Hu. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Marumas in the word Yehuda. The Shla HaKadosh teaches us in this week's parsha. Look at the word Yehuda and you will see wonders. The word Yehuda is the Shem Havaya, Yud Kei Vav Kei, plus the letter Dalet, which is Marames to the fourth leg of the Kisei HaKavad. We know there's an idea that the Kisei HaKavad has four legs. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. But the fourth leg is David. David is the fourth leg of the Kisei HaKavad. There's an idea, Rabbi Isai, that Without Malchus based David, God's Malchus does not have stability. And through the ages of the Malchus based David, it gives stability to Hashem's Kisei. That's why the Shlach Kodesh says that when Yehuda was born, it says, Vatamoid Miledes, Aloshan of Amida. So, it was after three months. By the way, the Maral points out that it's fitting. That Hanukkah should be on the 25th day of Kislev, the Maral writes in the Ner Mitzvah. Because that's when the light comes out in full force. We know that the first day of creation, when God said, Yehi Ar, it was the 25th day of Elul. So God created man on, on Rosh Hashanah. And six days earlier than the 25th day of Elul, God created the light. But there's an idea that something doesn't really come to fruition until three months pass. And after three months of when God said, Vayihiyar, which is the 25th day of Kislev, so then the light really has comes to formation. The light materializes. The, the light is concretized to an extent. So we read the Pachzuk, Vayihiyar, and it was after three months of creation. It was told to Yehuda. Yehuda is a, a remez, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we mentioned, Yehuda, is the Shem Havaya. And what does the Makatrik say? Zonsa Tamar Kalasacha. Klal Yisrael is compared to a Tamar. First of all, we're compared to a Kala. We are God's Kala. For example, in the Psikta, look at number six. The Kakala Ta'ada Kaleha. Lama Nimshal Knesset Yisrael Kala. We're compared to a Kala. What else are we compared to? We are also compared to. Here, um, we're compared to a Tamar. Zansa, Tamar Kalasecha. Kalaiso is Damsala Samar. We're called a Kala. We're Zansa. We turned away from God. We went after Zanunim. And not only did we go after our desires, but we also Hara Zanunim. Literally, we conceived out of wedlock. But Hara is also a language of Devekos. We are, we are connected, we are attached, we are inseparable from our base desires. The Medrash Rabbah says on the Pasuk, So, we're haral as nunim. We are, we are, uh, we are being accused of being attached to our harlotry, to our base desires. So this is the accusation that is hurled against us on the, the third month, meaning at the time of the full chasima. So what does Yehuda say? Take her out and we should be burnt. Says the Basayan, number seven. 
God says, take us and we should be burnt. Because we're Haralus Nunim. We're so Davuk. We're connected to Taiva. And as we're being taken out, she sends, meaning Klal Yisrael sends to our father-in-law, meaning to God, as a hisnatzlus, as a limetzchus, that they're lying against us. They're prosecuting for nothing. Because we want to say, no, we're not haraluznunim. We are not attached to impropriety. We are not attached to harlotry. No, to the man that these belong to, we're connected. We're not connected to harlotry. We're connected to you. We're connected only to you. You're the Makar HaChesed, the Gematria of Eila Eloi. Eila Eloi is 36 and 36 is 72. We're connected to the man of 72, to God. The man of Chesed is Gematria 72. And that which sometimes we sin and sometimes we take a misstep, it's because we're, we're Betzara, we have, we're having difficulties making a living, we have other vicissitudes of the times, but in our Panemius, we are not Davuk to anything but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are not Haralus Nunim. We are Lemi Asher Eileloi. Eileloi 72, we're connected to you. And now we prove that our real allegiance and love and connection and belonging is to God and to nobody else. And we say, you know what the proof is? Hakerna Lemi HaChaisemes. We say, realize who does the signet belong to? It's a remez to the Shemen of the nearest of Hanukkah that was sealed with the signet of the Kain Gadol and the Basilem. And the Mata is the Kli that the Ner Hanukkah uh, is used for. We know the word Hamata is Gematria Kli. Hamata is Gematria 59. is 60. It's a reference to the Kli of the Menorah. To the man of 72, we're connected. And the proof is, recognize. The proof is from the miracle of Hanukkah. The proof is from the miracle that Hashem brought for us in the times of Hanukkah. And the proof is from the mitzvahs of Ner Hanukkah that were Mekayim, like Yeratzain. That is an explicit raya that we follow only you. We're chashukim utvukim bach, and not anyone else. That which we sin is only because of exterior factors. And God responds, yes, indeed, the miracle of Hanukkah, the, the mitzvahs that the Jewish people perform on Hanukkah, indeed, is proof that they are connected to me. Yehuda. Yehuda says, Sadka, they are righteous, me many, meaning it's my fault. It's my fault that they sin. Hashem is moideh that they're right. I'm moideh that they're davuk to me. And that which they sin, it's only because I didn't give them Shayla Bani. You know what Shayla Bani is a remez to? Shayla Bani is a remez to Mashiach. 
like the Pasuk says, Ad Kiyavai Shilai. The reason why the Jewish people sin is because Mashiach hasn't come for so long. And because I didn't give it to them, that's their rationalization, that's their excuse, that's the Limotzchos. Like the Pasuk says, Layasur Shevet, Miyehuda, Umachaikek, Mibain Raglav, Ad Kiyavai Shilai. So let's read the Psukim again. The Psukim again read, It was at the end of three months, three months from the beginning of the creation of the world, three months from Chafhei Elul. We're now in Chanukah, at the Zman of the Chasima, based on the writing of the Ari, that the Chasima, the final Chasima of the year is Chanukah and Marvavosai friends. This year, how haunting it is and how important Chanukah is this year. Because we know on the earlier Chasima, Hoshana Rabba, Shemini Atzeres, we know there were Gzeirois, Neirois, and Klal Yisrael this year. So Hashem Berachamav, He gives us, according to the Ari, until Chanukah to tear up these Gzeirois, how important Chanukah is this year in light of when what happened by the first Chasima. So the prosecutors say to Hashem, Zansa Tamar Kalasecha. By you, God, the Yehuda, they say to God, Zansa Tamar Kalasecha, you're Kala, Klal Yisrael. Not only are they wayward, but they're connected to their waywardness. And God agrees. God said, take her out. She should be burnt. But we say, no, you can't do that to us, Father. You know who we're connected to? Only God of 72. And the proof is how punctilious we are in the lighting of the Chaysemes and the Psilim and the Mateh. And God agrees. He says, They are righteous. It's my fault. Because I did not give them Shilai. I did not give them the Beis HaMikdash. But this whole approach is predicated on the idea that the final chasima does not occur until Chanukah. Zois Chanukah. And that's a, a rather amazing idea, which the uh, Basai incites the Kisvei Arizal. And as we mentioned, it's, it's hard to know where in the Kisvei Ari this idea comes from. I'll share with you an amazing remez to an idea that Hanukkah is the final time of tshuva. This is something we've said over a number of times over the years, but in this context, it's worthwhile connecting it. We know at the end of the Torah, we have a number of parshiyos. We have parshas Kisavoy, followed by Nitzavim, followed by Vayelech, followed by Ha'azinu. Kisavoy has 122 psukim. Nitzavim has 40 psukim. Vayelech has 30 psukim. Ha'azinu has 52 psukim. Moshe Wolfson has an amazing insight and discovery regarding the significance of this. The highest form of tshuva are those who begin Rosh Chodesh Elul and in 30 days, they're done. Rosh Hashanah, in 30 days, they're nechtav v'nechtam la'alter l'chaim toim l'shalem. They do it the manner of Parshas Vayilach. 30 days and they're good to go. After 30 days, they do 
their tshuva shalema is accepted and they have a chasima. Some people, perhaps, benonim, take a bit longer. They take the parshas nitzavim approach. 40 days, 40 psukim. From Rosh Chodesh Elul until Yom Purim. 40 days, they do tshuva and although they were sort of hanging in the air until Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur comes, they're nechtam l'chaim. And some people take a bit longer. They take Toshmini Atzeres. They take, they do it the approach of Ha'azinu, 52 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul until the end of Shmini Atzeres, the 22nd day. They do tshuva, and by the end of the Chasima Gedayla, the Chasima B'toy Chasima of Hoshana Rabbah, on Shmini Atzeres, they are Zoycha La'alter L'chaim Toivim. But then, Rabbi Isai, for those who can't do Vayelech and get their tshuva done by Rosh Hashanah, for those who can't perform Nitzavim 40 days and get their tshuva done by Yom Kippur, and even for those who can't do the 52 days of Nitzavim, of the 52 days of Hazinu, and and be able to accomplish tshuva by the end of Shemini Atzeres, but if you add Vayelech Nitzavim, that they, they're a total of 70 days, plus the 52 days of Hazinu, 70 and 52 is 122, 122 days in the year, into the year is Ois Hanukkah. That's another type of tshuva. If you haven't done tshuva by Rosh Hashanah, if you haven't done tshuva by Yom Kippur, if you haven't done tshuva by Shemini Atzeres, then you have the option of Vayelach, Nitzavim, and Hazinu. Nitzavim and uh, Hazinu gets you to Shemini Atzeres, and another 70 days gets you to the end of Hanukkah. Excuse me, gets you to the, the first day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is exactly 70 days after um, Hanukkah is 70 days after the first day of Sukkot and Zoys Hanukkah is 70 days after the last day of Sukkot. So if you can't do Tshuva by Shemini Atzeres, you still got another 70 days until Zoys Hanukkah. Or like the Rebbe of Stuchin would say, that's Parshas Kisavai. Because Nitzavim 40, Vayelech 30, Hazinu 52, you add it up, you get 122. Kisavai is also 122 psukim. So Kisavai is, so to speak, the tshuva that takes you till the end of Hanukkah. Marvra Boisai, this also indicates that there is a system of tshuva that continues until Hanukkah. This also substantiates the notion that's said over in the name of the Kisvei Ari, that the Gmar Chasima is, uh, does not finish until Chanukah. And by the way, Ramosha Wilson points out then that if there are 122 psukim in Nitzavim, Vayelech and Ha'azinu, stands to reason each pasuk corresponds to a different day, then that means if after 122 days it takes you to Zeus Chanukah, the last pasuk of Ha'azinu would have to correspond to Zois Hanukkah. And sure enough, the last pasuk of Hazinu is Kimineged Tera Es Ha'aretz. From afar, from a distance, you'll see the land. V'shamaloi Savoy, you don't enter there. El Ha'aretz Asher Ani Noisin L'Bnei Yisrael. You could see it, 
but you can't go there. That beautifully corresponds to Hanukkah, because Hanukkah is also Ein lanu bahem, ela dovad. Now, the very next pasuk is Vezois Habaracha, which is also a remez to Zois Hanukkah. By the way, Hanukkah is a lashon of Chinuch inauguration. So says uh, Rabbi Avram Doiv of Avarish that a person should always acquire the attitude of merely being in the beginning. For example, like this. He says that Hanukkah is a lesson of Chinuch and Haschalah. person should always view himself that he's only starting out. He's being mechanich himself in order to yearn for Yeras Hashem and Avas Hashem B'Shlemos. And that's why it's a mitzvah to put it within Tent Fachim, the Bechina of Kedusha. Now, you know, it's interesting. Usually Kedusha is 10. We say Ein a matter of holiness you can't do with less than 10 tfachim. That's why the sukkah has to be higher than 10 tfachim. That's why for a minion you need a minimum of 10 people. But when it comes to Hanukkah, you ha- you're supposed to put the menorah within 10 tfachim because you should always view yourself as you're still within the beginning of the threshold of Kedusha and you haven't come to Shlemos. So Hanukkah is a Chinuch of the Lashon of Chinuch is a person should always view themselves as, as if they're just inaugurating. And we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu resides with the hung, humble. Like the Pasuk says, Ani Eshkoin Es Daka. That's why Hanukkah is on the 25th day of Kislev. Kislev is Tashrev Enosh Daka. Daka is the broken. By the way, the Ravram Average says Daka Kislev is Gematria Namuch. Now, the word Regal, Rabbi Sai, is the Lashon of Gaiva. Like Al Tivieni Regal Gaava. Regal refers to Gaiva. Therefore, we write, we light the Menorah. Ad Shetichle Regal Menashuk. We don't light the menorah until regel is removed, is depleted, that there's no gaiva. The purpose of lighting the menorah is chinuch, to have a feeling that you're just starting, you're just beginning, you're on a very low level, to yearn for greatness. So that's this helps us to be able to continue to, uh, to be able to perform tshuva. It's interesting. Um... Reb Simcha Bunim of Parshischa also reads this uh, Pasuk as a remez to Hanukkah. He says this could be a remez that the Indian of Ner Hanukkah, the Chazal say, that it's a mitzvah to put it in the Rishis HaRabim because of Pursume Nisa. Reb Yehuda says, if the Chenveni puts in the Rishis HaRabim, you're Pater. Listen carefully. 
normally um, if somebody puts a fire outside and it, it causes a damage and something catches on fire, the one who brought it about is Chayev. But when it comes to Ner Chanukah, Rebbe Yehuda says, B'ner Chanukah Pater. So the Rebbe says, Vayomer Yehuda. Yehuda says, Rebbe Yehuda says, you could even bring it outside, the sea saref, and let it burn outside, even though normally you're not supposed to uh, light a fire in the public area. But Rabbi Yehuda says that you're allowed to. Now, even though we mentioned Rabbi Isai, there doesn't seem to be a clear source in the writing of the Ari. Many say that this, the following line, alludes to Aramez that you could continue to do tshuva until until the end of Hanukkah. Tshuva is called Ima Ilah, the supernal mother. Tshuva is called Bina or Ima Ilah. And Ari says, Ima Ilah, the celestial mother, a reference to Tshuva, ad hoid ispashtas, spreads out until hoid. Hoid is a uh, Kabbalistic term that refers to, to Hanukkah. Hanukkah is compared to hoid. By the way, just is very beautiful. You know, we have in, in uh, Tanakh, we have two words for beauty. We have the word hoid and the word hadar. What's the difference between hoid and hadar? An esrog has to be pre eight hadar. Hadar is external beauty. An esrog has to have external beauty. It has to have a beautiful color, a beautiful shape, beautiful bumps. The word hadar refers to external beauty. Hoid, on the other hand, v'nasatcha mehoidcha alaf, is inner splendor. Hoid is splendor, inner splendor, because of a characteristics of intrinsic value, not external value, inherent value, like wisdom and modesty. You see, the Greeks were a nation of Hadar. They said, that which is beautiful is holy. But the Jewish people say, no, Hoid, that which is holy is beautiful. You hear the important difference? The Greeks emphasized Hadar, external beauty. The Greeks said that which is beautiful is wonderful, is great, is holy. That which is beautiful is holy. But we, the Jewish people, say no. That which is holy is beautiful. We could have tzaddikim who never partook of any pleasure in this world. And you look at their face, maybe they're not objectively um, beautiful to the eye. But we see such chachma and modesty on them. We say they're, that which is holy, we see their holiness, we say that which is holy is beautiful. Chanukah, Hoid is the eighth midah, Rabbi say. The eighth midah is Hoid. The Greeks, the Greeks glorified external beauty. We glorify the splendor, the inner splendor of something. You know, there's a famous answer that the reason why Hanukkah is eight days, when the Beis Yosef famously asks, the miracle was only seven days. And one of the answers given by the altar of Kelm is that the eighth day is for the fact that oil burns in the first place. Misha Amar, L'Shemen Sheyidlaik, Yoimar, L'Choymetz Sheyidlaik. The fact that oil burns, that itself is a miracle. You know, and I always wondered, okay, that's a very nice answer, but that doesn't really answer the question. 
because then you should tack on an extra day of Yom Tif to every Yom Tif, you know? We should have nine days of Sukkot, eight for the miracle of the Anani Akavit, and one for the fact that there are clouds that bring rain. We should have, you know, we should have nine days of Pesach, you know? So eight days for the splitting of the sea and the ninth day for the miracle of water. Why do we tack on a day specifically for Hanukkah? The answer is Hanukkah is the time of the year that we appreciate the inner beauty of the world. That we say, if God made an external miracle, it helps and it teaches us to recognize that even the internal workings of the world has a miraculous element to it. The, the nature of Hanukkah, the Midah of Hoid, helps us recognize that that which is normally uh, glorified as Teva, that is also a miracle. You see, the Greeks said, well, oh, we believe what we see. We don't see Teva nature, that's the way the world runs. But through the miracle of Hanukkah, we came to recognize the Hoid of the inner workings of the world. So, Hanukkah is called Hoid. And the Arizal writes, Ima Ilah, the Midah of Tshuva, spreads out until Hoid. Ad Hoid Espashtas, spreads out until Hanukkah. So this seems to be a remez, that Ima Ilah, Tshuva, is still able to be performed until Hanukkah. The truth is we could do Tshuva any time of the year. Every day of our life has to be connected to Tshuva. Every morning we wake up, we have to say, I want to connect myself to the Midah of Tshuva, to sweeten everything from uh, in a Tshayrash. Every day the Ramban says in the Igaras Ramban, we have to connect to Tshuva. The Ramak writes in Tarmah Devara, we have to connect every day of our life to Tshuva. We've mentioned many times, before a person eats a meal, they should try to do Tshuva. Before a person learns Taira, they should try to do Tshuva. Before a person goes to sleep at night, they should try to do Tshuva. Before a day is over, Mincha time, do Tshuva before the day is over. Friday afternoon, before the week is over, one should try to do Tshuva. Erev Rosh Chodesh, before the month is over, one should try to do Tshuva. Erev Rosh Hashanah, before the year is over, so we should try to do Tshuva. Chida writes, one should be Mahar B'Tshuva before every mitzvah we do. So we try to fill up our whole lives in Tshuva. But nevertheless, there is a special idea that the opportunity to over, override decrees of the Yom Naram, it extends until Hanukkah. This is what the Basayan says is found in the writings of the Arizal. And therefore, especially this year, when we know by the first Chasima, there were Gezerois, Neirois, Hashem, Bechazdoi, Uvarachamim. He gives us Ad Hoid Espashtis, that we should really try, especially now, to be Mayfair, all of the all of the Gezerois on Kal Yisrael, that the Ramashim should be Geyser on us only. Gezerois, Taivois, Yeshuas, Menachemes. Thank you very much, everybody. Everyone's invited to join us today at 5.30. We continue in the Sefer. Tzipisal uh, Yeshua. So really, it's a wondrous limud. Please join us today at 5.30. And uh, wish everybody Brachavat Sacha. Kol Thank you. Thank you.